This poignant song is one of Mahler's most inspired leader. It expresses the parent's self-deluded belief that her dead children are only out to play and will soon return. Mahler perfectly relates the music to the text, juxtaposing minor and major tonalities to evoke the contrast between tragic reality and hopeful fantasy. Its differences in character from the preceding songs are apparent from the outset. The tempo is pressed and the atmosphere more intense, in keeping with the singer's agitation in trying to find support for her delusions. An undercurrent of rhythmic tension and harmonic ambiguity suffuse the song with a restlessness and instability that remain unresolved. Yet when the singer expresses her fondest wish that she see her children again, the music suddenly radiates with sunlight, glimmering with harp arpeggios. Brief orchestral interludes separate each stanza, sometimes beginning just as the vocal line concludes. For the first time in the cycle, a feeling of consolation is introduced in a luminous vision of the heavenly heights in which the children have found another home. But full realization and acceptance of their tragic death must await the closing moments of the last song. The fourth song begins with a brief orchestral introduction in a tempo that is restful yet somewhat agitated. It's contradictory nature mirrors the ambiguity of contrasting reality and fantasy in the text. The opening theme starts with a rocking phrase consisting of falling minor seconds, followed by a four-note arching figure, its highest note adorned by a grace note. It resolves into a repeated anapestic figure with an accent on the weak beats of each measure, and then descends chromatically without reaching closure. It sounds like a tender Jewish lullaby, possibly like one that Mahler's mother might have sung to him at bedtime. Although the introduction is clearly in the major key, the vocal line that follows has a minor key flavor. Mahler directs that it be sung schlicht aber warm, strictly but with warmth. A leap of a seventh in the voice adds urgency to a basically horizontal line, and a downward turn in the vocal melody counters the rising anapestic figure of the instrumental theme from the introduction. The vocal line includes two important motivic elements, a hint at the four-note motive sung toward the end of the song to the words der Tageschön, and a turn figure connoting the motive of peace, sung here to the words Wieder nach Hause gelangen. A strong but brief ascending harp arpeggio ushers in the second part of the vocal theme. Suddenly, a glow of sunlight emerges from the harmonic shift to the tonic major, suffusing the music with a feeling of hope on the important words, Der Tag ist schön. Here, they are sung to the motive of redemption. After a two-bar arching phrase that reaches up to a diminished seventh, the undulating minor seconds of the introductory theme intrude, and the singer breaks off in midstream. 
Second violins and oboe play a four-note phrase consisting of a falling and a rising second that will become a principal motive in this song and occasionally returns in each of Mahler's works to come. We will call it Motive X. Immediately following Motive X, oboe and first violins play a variant of the motive of redemption that overlaps with the return of the A section. In the reprise of the A section, now in G minor, the swaying theme of the introduction accompanies the vocal melody, sung to the words Jetzt nach Hause gelangen. Mahler inverts motive X, followed by the downward turn figure. The second part of the rocking theme, played by the cellos, follows the last words of this verse. Harp arpeggios again usher in the return of the B section. Intermittent shifting meters add to the underlying tension. The vocal melody of the B section is outlined by flutes for the first two bars and then inverted in the oboes for the next two, followed by two measures doubled in sixth in both woodwinds. As the singer imagines the jenen hön, the distant height, she reverses the phrase sung immediately before to the words nur den gang zu in the B section, thereby creating the principal form of motive X. Mahler transfers the last note of this motivic figure from the vocal line to the flute, oboe, and solo violin, which continue with the motive of redemption and the turn figure, thereby ending the section. Now the singer breaks off from her hopeful vision of the children dwelling on yonder height. Her dreamlike fantasy only provides momentary relief. After this brief excursion into the major key, the A section returns to its minor tonality. A perky rhythmic variant of music from the introduction is given by two clarinets, sounding like children at play. It now accompanies the voice in an abbreviated version of the A section. Once again, the introductory theme, now in the horn, and the anapestic rising phrase that resolves into a dissonant chord combine to serve as a bridge to the reprise of the B section. Its bright major tonality, E-flat, again raises hopes of redemption. First woodwinds and then strings softly double the singer and then invert her second couplet, with fervent yearning, the last line of the poem, beginning with the words Der Tages Churn, is sung to the same four-note motivic phrase used earlier for the words Jen and Hern, which is motive X. The day with its illuminating sunlight 
symbolizes hope and evokes an image of both earlier happiness and a brighter future. Mahler extends this motivic figure by repeating it one half step higher three times, and then concludes the vocal line with the words Yen and Hearn on the motive of redemption that closed each of the preceding B sections in the orchestra. It is a fitting motive for words that evoke an image of a world beyond human suffering. The concluding phrase on this motive is strongly accented and resolves on a perfect cadence. In this last effort to find the courage to carry on, it is as though the singer can find no more than sufficient strength to express her most fervent wish to join her beloved children. But the super-octave plunge in flute and violins that accompanies the end of this phrase bodes ill. A brief recall of the opening undulating figure simply ends on the tonic chord without any cadence, like a question mark that puts the singer's hopes for relief in doubt.